Welcome, everybody. Time for another episode of Alive, brought to you by the Asher Longevity Institute, committed to the science-based and easy-to-implement lifestyle changes you need in order to live a much longer and much happier life. Today's show is made possible through the generous support of Peoples Unlimited, a premier longevity company in Phoenix, Arizona. Peoples Unlimited is a co-sponsor of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension's annual Rad Fest. Learn more about the festival and register for the October 2 through 4 live stream program of longevity experts at rlecoalition.com. That's rlecoalition.com. I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Longevity Institute studio in Washington, D.C., together with the host of Alive, John Asher, CEO and co-founder of the Asher Longevity Institute. The title of the show is The 13 Proven Benefits of Getting a Full Night's Sleep. This is the second in a set of 10 podcasts by John. In the first podcast, he described the fundamental reasons we die and the many contributing causes. He also described an overview of the nine steps to achieve an unlimited life. This podcast, John describes the details of step one, getting sufficient sleep and deep sleep, and the 13 proven benefits that accompany that. Hello, John. Hello, Dave. Great to be with you as always. What's all this about sleep? Well, Dave, just to give you an introduction, there's lots of ads on TV these days about prescriptions and uh, supplements. And so let's say it's the end of the day and you and your partner are watching. And if you see an ad for a prescription, then you give it some credibility because you probably know it went through FDA clinical trials. And we know because of those that the benefits of that drug outweighs the side effects. So if you had that condition they're talking about in this advertisement, and you heard this ad, you might be very well tempted to call your doctor and and ask about it. Supplements, on the other hand, are quite another thing because there's no trials behind taking supplements. And there's lots of these ads on TV as well. And in many cases, there's all kinds of claims. There are people that look good. They're actors or actresses. Sometimes they have a white coat on to look like they're a doctor when they're actually not a doctor. And They're talking about all these great benefits of supplements. The focus factor improves your memory. Now let's say tomorrow you're watching an ad and it's me on TV. Now I've got this pill and I'm claiming there's 17,000 studies that if you take this pill, you will get 13 terrific benefits. And then I list the benefits. It'll enhance your memory. It'll make you more creative. It'll make you look more attractive to other people. It'll keep you slim. It'll lower food cravings. It'll make you so much happier. It'll protect you from cancer, protect you from Alzheimer's, ward off colds, flu, COVID-19. It'll lower your risk of heart attack and stroke and make you much less depressed and of course, make you live much longer. So if you heard that, you would probably turn to your partner and say, wow, 17,000 studies prove this? Maybe we should try it. Well, actually, it's not a pill. It's actually the answer to that, to get those benefits, is just get a full night's sleep. So again, documented in more than 17,000 medically well-scrutinized scientific reports. And a little background, 
through evolution, we humans, up until maybe 100 years ago, we pretty much go to sleep when it got dark, wake up when it got light. And that was typically eight to nine hours, depending on time of year and the latitude. And when you don't get that much, when you're getting more like six hours of sleep, it has a catastrophic impact on our overall health, the education of our children, our safety, our productivity, and our life expectancy. Now, let me just show you, uh, describe one of these 17,000 studies that prove this without a question. These are controlled studies. So we've all heard of the NBA, we've all heard of the Golden State Warriors pretty much, world champions uh, two times in the last several years. So when they did tests on their players in real games, if the player had more than eight hours of sleep, they had a 12% increase in the number of minutes that they played, and they had a 29% increase in the number of points they scored per minute that they were playing. They got less than six hours of sleep. They had a 37% increase in turnovers, losing the ball, and a 45% increase in fouls committed, causing all kinds of havoc. So just one example of the 17,000 studies on why we really need to get a full night's sleep. Now, if you look at what's happened in the US, in 1940, we were getting about eight and a half hours of sleep on average. And now in 2010, as a nation, we are getting about six and a half hours of sleep with all this catastrophic results I mentioned earlier. One of the catastrophic results is obesity. So obesity has increased from hardly anybody in 1940 to 40% of the people now in 2010. And when you watch those two curves together, there's a real strong correlation between lack of sleep and obesity. Now we know there's four areas of sleep, four stages. One is we can be awake some of the time, and that's because of these natural cycles. We're not awake much. And mostly when we're awake, it, we don't actually consciously know we're awake. So we really wake up, go right back to sleep. There is also a light sleep, and that occurs about half of the night. Then there's rapid eye movement sleep, which is about a quarter of the time, and then deep sleep about 15% of the time. So to give you a couple of examples, if you just wear a simple Fitbit or other wearable, you can actually see the next morning how much time you spent in all these areas of sleep. So I look at it every morning when I get up. My goal is to get eight and a half hours of sleep, and I'm pretty much getting that. And for the four areas of sleep, I'm pretty much getting the amount of REM sleep I need and also the amount of deep sleep I need. So let's discuss REM sleep for a couple of minutes. We've all heard of it, the rapid eye movement sleep. It's when we're dreaming. We have these cycles of REM sleep usually up to about an hour apiece, and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. Our breathing becomes faster and irregular and shallow. <laughs> Our heart rate and blood pressure increases. But some of the good things that happen are the information that we learned in the previous day is consolidated and preserved to store in our long-term memory. And another great part of the REM sleep is this. Many of us have gone to bed with a vexing problem or a trying to make connections we couldn't really make. And then in the morning we wake up and we've got them. 
So many of you, I'm sure, have never heard this. If you got a real bad problem, nobody ever says, stay awake on it. But many people will say, why don't you just sleep on it? Well, we know anecdotally that if you just sleep on problems and connections you can't quite solve, the REM sleep is helping all those connections and all those answers to the problems. So those are the first three areas of sleep. John, that's really important information, and it's stunning, all the facts put together about why that's so important. There's also some important information for us, and we can cover that in a quick commercial break. The Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and much healthier life. Our mission is to make this system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live the longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire. Well, let, John, let's get back to the discussion a little bit. That let's, let's talk a little bit more about deep sleep. Uh, and I think that's the huge importance to longevity. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct, Dave. So what happens in the first podcast, we learned that these proteins, dead zombie proteins that cause a chronic inflammation can build up in our brain. And if we're eating too much sugar, the sugar can cause what are called crosslinks, meaning they'll cause these dead proteins to accumulate together. And that's on the path to Alzheimer's when, when they build up too much. So deep sleep really helps with that. It's really called a restorative stage. So whereas REM sleep is all kinds of stuff's going on, dreaming, we're flight, we're our body's switching. <laughs> In deep sleep, the body is totally motionless and our muscles and tissues are being repaired. Our growth and development are being stimulated. Actually, our immune system is being stimulated, which is great. And our energy is being built up for the next day. And most importantly, these dead proteins are being washed out of our brain. So what happens in our body, not our brain, but our body, when the dead proteins build up, then during deep sleep, then they just kind of wash out through the lymphatic system. And that's a big pipe that goes right out through our urine. So it's easy to wash those dead proteins out of our body. But in our brain, constrained by the skull, the only way to get those dead proteins out is to wash them out through the lymphatic system. And that's the system in our brain that will wash them out down through the spinal cord, a much, much smaller pipe. So it's only in deep sleep when our brain cells actually shrink in size and allow that lymphatic fluid to wash them out 20 times faster than we're not in deep sleep. So that's one of the most important reasons to get the deep sleep enough of it. So you can get rid of all those dead proteins that have agglomerated in our brain that lead us to dementia and Alzheimer's. So it sure would be nice to know, Dave, how to increase percentage of deep sleep. Well, <laughs> so, well how would you increase the percentage of deep sleep, John? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. There's a lot of studies on this. One is go to bed at a consistent time each night. So for example, I go to bed at 10 p.m. and typically read to 10.30 sleep eight to nine hours per night, as I mentioned before, sleep in a cool environment. So my wife and I keep the house at about 73 during the day, but at night we turn it down to 67, darken the bedroom, 
so that the light, especially at the time of year when the sun comes up really early, doesn't wake you up, or use a sleep mask, which is what I use, and use a white noise generator. So for example, I live in downtown DC, and because there's all kinds of environmental noises, sirens, uh, marchers now, <laughs> all kinds of stuff going on. So if you have a white noise generator, it generates kind of a hum, so you, you don't get awakened by the external uh, noises. And one other great way to do this is any screen, computer, cell, TV, emits all kinds of light, of course, but including blue light. And the trouble with blue light is it suppresses melatonin, the hormone that helps us go to sleep. And so if you want to get great deep sleep, you really should turn off those screens within an hour before you get to bed or get eyeglasses that have what are called blue light blocking lenses in them. So I have a couple pairs of those, one for home and one for travel. And I think they're $80 at Costco. So that's my normal prescription, but it also has the blue locking part to the lens. Another thing you can do is wear some loose fitting socks while you're sleeping. It results in longer sleep, less awakening, better thermal regulation of your body and an increased body blood flow. And then finally, there are some things you shouldn't do before bedtime so that you don't lose deep sleep. So don't exercise within three hours of going to bed. Avoid caffeine and nicotine within eight hours of going to bed. That would mean coffee, teas, some teas, sodas, chocolate. Avoid alcoholic drinks within two hours of bedtime. So, so forget about that nightcap anymore. <laughs> Avoid large meals within four hours of bedtime so that once you go to sleep, your whole body isn't still working on digestion. It's working on the REM sleep and the deep sleep. Don't take naps after 3 p.m. And then don't lie in bed awake. If you wake up and can't go back to sleep, get up and read for a little bit and then go back to bed. So those are all the steps. I know it's a lot of steps, but all the steps that help us get this deep sleep and, of course, avoid the Alzheimer's. And just to give you one final anecdote on this, there are 16 different genotypes we all have. We get one from our mom and one from our dad. So either 1.1 slash 4, one from mom, four, number 4 from dad, or 2.3 or 3.2. 50% of the Alzheimer's cases come from one of those 16 genotypes. That is the 4 slash 4, and that would be me. And so that's why I'm really all over this. So there you go, Dave. That's why we should be getting sufficient sleep, eight to nine hours a night, and especially deep sleep. Well, that just makes so much sense. Uh, some of those things I already do about the sound machine and, and try not to use an electronic device beforehand. I've actually gone to reading books at night. It's like old school, but yeah. it's been helpful. <laughs> so sleep is very important. This is great. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the second of a set of 10 podcasts. And the next one, I believe we're going to be talking about the importance of eating a healthy diet in order to preclude disease, infection, fatigue, and poor performance. Correct. So we look forward to that. So thank you, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to visit us at asherlongevity.com to learn more about the science, supplements, and strategies to live a much longer and much happier life. From now until then, John Asher reminds you that looking after your health today gives you better hope for tomorrow. That's going to wrap it up for another edition of Alive, right here on the Funnel Radio Network for listeners like you.